0: daily show. We've been away for a number of weeks, Uh, partly a vacation, then a little bit of family business. And then on top of that, I managed to get COVID during the whole thing and lost my voice for close to 10 days. But happily all is good again, with the exception of a lingering cough that doesn't seem to be going away. But nevertheless, that seems to be part and parcel of life and getting COVID. Now, in relation to the show, firstly, I'd like to apologize if the sound is not up to its usual quality, but unfortunately, my microphone has failed yet again. We have a replacement on the way, but I cannot wait for that. So I'm using the microphone currently installed on my laptop because I wanted to bring you a show today. Now, in relation to the show, over the past couple of weeks as we haven't been on air we've lost a few subscribers which is perfectly fine yes I understand some people can't wait for the show to come back and maybe some people don't understand that I've done this show for one year solid without ever taking a break and sometimes you do need to take a break you need to take a break from the research the day-to-day grind of trying to put together a show the editing and all the things that go with it and you just need to kind of decompress from it all and you know I've had a good break I'm feeling good again. And I am definitely ready to get back onto the show and to bring you the news that you look forward to each and every day. Now, going forward, in relation to the show, we will be trying different things over the coming weeks. We're thinking, firstly, of possibly doing a live stream show, maybe once on a Saturday, where people can participate while we bring you the news. So that's something we're also thinking of doing. And also, I wonder what you guys and what topics you guys would like us to cover here on the Thai Expat Show. Now, if you have some specific topic, please do leave it down below in the comment section. And now what we're going to do is we're going to jump into that first story of the day. Brazilian arrested in Indonesia carrying cannabis bought in Thailand. A Brazilian student was caught at Bali Airport in Indonesia with 9.1 grams of cannabis, which he allegedly bought in Thailand, prompting warnings of both Thais and foreigners travelling from Thailand not to carry cannabis, hemp, or their extracts when they leave for countries where those substances remain illegal. According to Coconuts Bali, the 25-year-old boarded an AirAsia flight from Kuala Lumpur last week. He was arrested upon arrival at the Nurai airport in Bali after an x-ray detected four suspicious packages in his luggage, which was found to be cannabis. The packages were labelled Super Mao or Super High. The university student claimed that he bought the cannabis from Thailand. He was immediately killed detained. Deputy Commissioner of Thailand's Immigration Bureau, Police Major General Acharan Kraitong, said today that the arrest of the Brazilian man should serve as a warning to tourists that even though cannabis, with a THC content of less than 0.2% by weight, has been decriminalized in Thailand, they should carefully study the laws of countries they plan to visit vis-à-vis the legal status of cannabis. He warned that in some countries the penalties for drug possession are very tough, including capital punishment. He said that the Immigration Bureau has been coordinating with airlines and airports across Thailand to inform tourists about the risk of taking cannabis or its extracts out of Thailand. The Thai Embassy in Indonesia has previously warned via its Facebook page that possession of controlled narcotics, including cannabis in Indonesia, may result in imprisonment from five years to life or the death penalty, and or a fine of up to 1 billion rupai, that's 2.3 million baht, if convicted. Thailand decriminalized cannabis and hemp except for extracts with a THE content exceeding 0.2% by weight on June 9th, prompting a boom in cultivation, use and sales. Miners aged under 20, pregnant and breastfeeding women have been barred access to these substances, while smoking marijuana in public has been banned. And moving along... Sell premium Thailand discourages discounts want high value tourists and they're back at this again. Thailand's hotels, businesses and private hospitals should refrain from offering big discounts to lure tourists and focus instead on raising the country's value as a premium travel destination, Deputy Prime Minister Anathan Sharvakul said on Monday. Thailand has received about 2 million foreign visitors in the first six months of this year, a steady revival after its tourism industry almost collapsed due to the pandemic and more than 18 months of complex and costly entry requirements. We cannot let people come to Thailand and stay because it's cheap, Mr. Anathan said, at the Thailand Moving Together event at Suvarnabhumi Airport to promote tourism. Instead, they should say, because it works, it's reasonable. That's where we can increase value, he said. Echoing remarks by Tourism and Sports Minister Piapat Rachapakarn. Mr. Anatan likened the approach to that of luxury fashion brand Louis Vuitton. Hold your ground, sell premium. The more expensive, the more customers, he said. Otherwise, Louis Vuitton wouldn't have any sales. One of Asia's most popular travel destinations, Thailand welcomed a record of 40 million visitors in pre-pandemic 2019, who spent 1.91 trillion baht, or equivalent to 11% of gross domestic product. Arrivals slumped to 6.7 million the following year and down to 428,000 in 2021, despite calibrated moves to end quarantine requirements. It is forecasting 10 million foreign arrivals in 2022. Earlier this year, the government launched a long-term visa program for wealthy foreigners and skilled workers, sticking to its plan to lure high-spending visitors despite major jobs and business losses in tourism during the pandemic. Well, there we have it again, the minister in Thailand discussing and talking about wanting to lure those high-end tourist visitors and get rid of the lower-spending backpacker and mid-level spenders that typically come to Thailand Now, I'm not quite sure Thailand is in a position to be picking and choosing who it wants to visit at this moment in time. Thailand has gone through probably one of the toughest tourism downturns in history out of any country in the world. And right now, the only thing Thailand should be doing is focusing and getting as many people through those immigration gates at each and every airport as quickly as possible. Hotels and businesses, are not going to listen to this guy, they're going to do whatever they have to do in a very competitive market to get punters in beds, in hospitals, in restaurants, in bars, no matter what it is. They're going to do what has to be done to get people in there and have cash flow. Because that's the major problem with a lot of these hospitality business right now. No cash flow. And as we spoke about many, many times when they discussed this over the last year, like with all these high-end tours that they're planning to attract... What's going to happen to those three-star hotels, those guest houses, those bed and breakfasts? I mean, they're not going to be attracting high-end spenders so are they to go out of business are the local mom and pop restaurants that would cater to say backpackers and people like that they'll have to go out of business too i mean it sounds like there's not a very strong plan after being thought through on all this i mean considering thailand doesn't actually have a very strong social security system you know like the dole or whatever in whatever country you're in It seems ludicrous to think that you only want high-end spenders in who aren't going to go visit the places that people who would stay in a three-star hotel or even a four-star hotel would visit. So it just doesn't make very much sense to me. I think this is a lot of huffing and puffing by the Thai government because at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to stop people traveling. If people decide that they want to come here to Thailand, they're going to come to Thailand. Now, the whole idea that Thailand is going to attract this luxury brand traveler. Now, another thing that they seem to have forgotten about is infrastructure. I mean, if I'm going to, you know, a luxury destination, I expect a, let's take Phuket, for example, I expect a proper mass transit system not a transit system run by the mafia cartel taxi drivers. I expect they had to get to the airport and back, you know, in a quick and convenient way, not being ripped off by these guys on a continuous basis. So these kind of things all need to be looked at. I mean, the standard of some of these areas are not in any way luxury, are not going to attract that international clientele that they seem to be dreaming about. I think their goal is, or their idea and hopefully it'll run out pretty quick when they get voted out of government, is that they want less people coming to Thailand, but spending more. And that seems to be what they're looking for. Now, my prediction is they're going to lose the next general election and will not have to hear any more about this nonsense. And the next government that come in will probably be more focused on getting the country up and going again. And will no longer have to listen to these idiots who, in my opinion, should not be in government. And I have a feeling they are going to be voted out in the next government. But nevertheless, I mean, what do you think about this master plan from Thailand do you think it's a great idea just to attract those rich people and forget about everybody else? Or do you think just, it's just all nonsense coming out of these ministers' mouths? I'd love to know your opinion as always down in that comment section. Now, next up, a story that has been doing the rounds the last couple of days. The government is being urged to reimpose these strict measures against COVID. The government is advised to reimpose strict COVID-19 prevention measures, including the mandatory use of face masks to help limit the spread of Omicron subvariants BA.4 and BA.5. The head of the Faculty of Medicine at Siriraj Hospital said on Tuesday, Professor Dr. Prasid Watnapa said the current COVID situation in Thailand is no different from 110 other countries that are dealing with the highly transmissible BA.4 and BA.5, and these subvariants will soon become dominant in the country. Country. Although BA.4 and .5 may appear to cause less severe symptoms according to data from different countries, control and prevention measures must be implemented against as only 42-43% of people have received a booster shot against the coronavirus and then there are the unvaccinated, he said. The government should reintroduce stringent control measures, including wearing masks indoors, Dr. Prasid said. This is urgent and we should not wait until there are not enough hospital beds. BA.4 and .5 may not be as severe as the Delta variant, but there are more infections and if the number of cases continue to increase, they may mutate further. Dr. Nitipat Jarakul, head of the Department of Respiratory Disease Control and Tuberculosis at Syria Hospital, posted a message on his Facebook page on Monday urging all sides to take more precautions to help prevent a possible new surge in COVID-19 cases over the next two to three weeks. According to the Facebook post, the situation is more intense than last week, with the number of COVID patients increasing in the hospital. More frontline medical workers have returned to working double time, and many hospitals in Bangkok and other provinces are in the same situation as Syria Hospital, he wrote. The situation is in contrast of the daily cases being reported, Dr. Nitipat wrote. The number of available hospital beds for COVID patients is diminishing fast, while most of the beds for non-COVID patients have been taken. The daily COVID numbers should have been around 50,000 by the end of last week, and the reported figures came in batches and were not released consistently, he said. The Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration, that's the CCSA that are still around, reported 18 more COVID-19 fatalities and 1,917 confirmed new cases on Monday. So there is a bit of a theme and and is going around the world at the moment that there is increased cases and increased hospitalisation and that can be seen throughout Europe, America and different parts of Asia as well. Thailand only recently got rid of the mask mandate. I think it was around July 1 while I was away. And I mean, to be honest, you would see very little difference in the country. I mean, in fact, I was driving around today still seeing people sitting on their own in their car with face masks on. I thought that was just ridiculous. And still people outside in very large public spaces with face masks on. Now, that's their decision and I respect that. However, I think people at this stage, and as I have said before, I think many a time, that we're at the point that I think people know how to take care of themselves. I think we've had enough information in the last two years to be able to make a responsible decision for ourselves. It's about personal responsibility now. So, when I go outside and I'm in fresh air, I choose not to wear a mask because I believe that being outside in fresh air, there is probably no need to wear a mask. Now, if I go into a very crowded space, I would wear a mask. And while I was abroad, I was in uh, Portugal, I was also in Spain, uh, particularly on mass transit in Spain and Portugal, and especially Portugal now, people 100%, if you got on a bus, you got on the train, the metro, you got on an airplane everyone had their face mask because that was the rule that was the law and there was no nobody looking at anybody any differently for doing it and i still think that there is probably a need for some people people possibly who may suffer greatly if they get covid people you know who are older or pregnant or you know people with underlying conditions and those people should think carefully about where they go and whether they should wear a mask or not. Now as I said, I had covid about 3 weeks ago and I can say that it wasn't very enjoyable and it certainly wasn't a cold like a lot of people like to tell people that it is. I generally think the people who say it's like a cold are people who probably have never had it and I'm talking about people online social media who like to throw out this conspiracy theory all about covid. Look I got COVID. I felt very ill. I lost my voice for close to 10 days. I had coughing fits that I couldn't stop. I had trouble sleeping. I had a very high fever. I was shivering for four straight days in bed. I uh, fainted at one point uh, when I tried to walk around the house. Um, it wasn't very pleasant at all. Now, I did recover, but I still, three weeks after I initially tested positive, I still got a very, very bad cough cough that I can't get rid of. And I have been trying now, you know, a few bits and bobs and medicines and stuff like that, but it has not gone away. It's still there, particularly later in the evening as well, I notice it. But, you know, I I do feel that, you know, I'm not 100% after getting it and possibly this is what they call long COVID. We'll see what the future brings in relation to that. But at the end of the day, I just don't agree with bringing back the mask mandate, especially when it's only been cancelled less than a week ago. I think time needs to be given to see is there a uptick in cases. I think at the end of the day we need to leave it to individuals to decide whether they want to wear one or not. I think this idea of constantly trying to regulate what people do now is gone past its sell-by date and I think these doctors who are recommending this to the government uh, need to really rethink their whole strategy on COVID and exactly what they're promoting. Now, as always, guys, I'd love to know your opinion on this. Do you think the mask mandate should be brought back in? Do you think it should be left to the individual? I'd love to know your thoughts, your comments, your ideas, all down below in that comment section. Moving swiftly along, expats caught up in Phuket visa scam face being forced to leave the country. Victims of visa scams, whose permits to stay have expired more than 90 days, will be asked to leave the country according to one of the people who attended a meeting at Phuket Immigration last week. More than 100 foreigners have been caught out by scams with two companies in Phuket having formal complaints filed against them by victims Phuket CM Corporation Company in Kakao and Asian Titan Group on Tephasan Sorn Road in Vishit. A group of the victims were called to a meeting at the main Phuket immigration office in Phuket town so officers could hear their problems and explain solutions one of the attendees told a local news outlet. If the victim is under 90 days overstay and they had their passport returned, they must first file a police report. If the payment was made to CM Corp, then the police report must be filled out in Phuket Town. If the payment was made to the Titan Group, then the report must be filled out at Vichit Police Station, the group representative explained. Then they must take the police report to Phuket Immigration and pay the 500 baht per day fine, up to a maximum 20,000 for overstay, she continued." They will be given a two-month COVID visa according to their last stamp. This can only be done before July 25th as COVID visa extensions will no longer be issued thereafter, she added. They will not have to travel to across the border. They will not have any problems with their status when they renew their visa next time. However, victims who have not had their passport returned by the visa company will not have the same conditions applied. We were told that if you do not have your passport, they cannot put your status on hold, even though you may have made the reports to both police and immigration, the representative said. The explanation given was that without a passport in hand, immigration officers had no passport in which they could enter a stamp. Foreigners stuck without a passport because the visa company had failed to return them must apply for a new passport, immigration officers advised. Foreigners who have applied for a new passport and have already filed a police report will not be arrested while on the streets, the representative said the group was told. Any victims without their passport returned who do not have enough time to apply and be issued a new passport will have to leave the country. Immigration officers advise foreigners to obtain the emergency travel document from their embassy in order to leave the country. They will fall into the 90-day overstay and face the current reality, and that is the law, that their names will be entered into the immigration system and that they have overstayed and face a one-year blacklist of entering back into Thailand, the representative said. Even those who have had their passports returned without the visa extension as promised by the visa companies and have overstayed by 90 or more days will also see no mercy. Everyone who has overstayed 90 or more days will have to pay the 20,000 baht fine and will need to leave Thailand, the representative said. They will be blacklisted for one year. If they want to join the lawsuit against the company, they must first make the police report, then find someone to represent them in court and be prepared to leave Thailand. No time frame has been given before they have to leave Thailand. I assume that according to Thai law, they need to leave the same day you pay your overstay, she added. Now that does seem a little bit harsh for people who have been scammed and especially people who have now overstayed more than the 90 days. You will have to pay the fine and you will be blacklisted for one year. It'll probably make it harder for you to come back in that one year as well. So I think um, there's a word of caution when it comes to using agents. Now for me I would never use an agent because I just believe I can do the application myself and I generally Find that the vast amount of people who use agents are people who may not qualify for the correct visa and are trying to slightly circumvent the list of qualifications to get a certain visa. And that is something that has come up a lot over the past few months in relation to this. Look, visa agents at the end of the day are paying somebody within the immigration office to put a stamp into your passport. They have their contact. There's somebody going in there. You may not have all the bits and bobs that you're meant to have. So a word of warning when using visa agents, always make sure they're reputable. Make sure you get a recommendation from a number of people who've used it. And then always think to yourself, Is it possible that I can do this by myself without having the extra expense and the possibility that I may get scammed by that said visa company? And finally, the Phuket News Daily Report. EXAT Governor in Phuket for 30 billion Expressway Survey. Surichet Laupul Sok, Governor of the Expressway Authority of Thailand, was in Phuket on Monday to lead the first public feedback hearing on the plan to build the Muang Mai Kokau Katu Expressway that will cost roughly 30 billion baht. Phuket Governor Addresses Tsunami Fears The Governor of Phuket, Narong Wun Si, has responded to people's concerns of a possible tsunami warning after several recent key incidents increased residents' anxiety. And finally, the army pitched in to repair vulnerable residents' housing. The 4th Area Army yesterday handed over 10 houses that they had repaired and renovated to vulnerable members of the local community in Maikau.